0: Welcome to the show. I'm Jamin and this is Cameron.
1: Uh, Today we are um, talking about uh, Spider-Man in uh, honor of the new game coming out the day we're recording this. So we are going to start off with um, what made us like the character. So um, do you want to go first on this? Like what really made you like
0: Spider-Man? Okay, so I think like any kid, uh, I've been bombarded with different Spider-Man interpretations in pop culture. But the ones that stand out in my mind as being some of the first uh, is some cartoons. Uh, I watched some of the like old-school, uh, like 1960s Spider-Man cartoons that my grandfather had given. Uh, me and my siblings. We had gotten some, like, DVDs of it, and so it was super cheesy, but I remember loving it as a kid, and also when I was younger, I watched Saturday morning cartoons, and the morning cartoon was The Spectacular Spider-Man, and that is one of my favorite interpretations of Spider-Man, uh, and another another Spider-Man thing when I was little was uh, Spider-Man Two, was a movie I really enjoyed, and it, Spider-Man Two was likely the first superhero movie I ever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the first superhero movie I ever saw. Was Spider-Man Two, so
1: yeah, it's, um, Spectacular Spider-Man. I've been well, going back and watching it online again, and and I really enjoy it.
0: It seems pretty faithful to the material and like a season one storyline was relatively simple and I actually found that refreshing.
1: Yeah, and I like how for like an animated series it had a good like continuity where it was like in order of one consistent story but it wasn't like one offs of the episode but you didn't have to watch the episodes to know what was going on.
0: And like what I like is that it's like every, for the most part, most episodes had a new villain and a new story with that villain, and I always thought the origins were really cool, and a lot of them were faithful to the comic book versions, and so I just thought it was a really cool show.
1: I don't think we should talk too too much about it now because I'm sure we'll talk about it in a couple categories later, but. So, are you done with like what made you like him at first? I don't want to cut you off or anything.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm done. I want to know what got you into him.
1: Well, I, um, similar to, I think I almost any young kid, as you said, I watched him on the cartoons. I think I watched reruns of the '70s cartoon and the '90s cartoons that I watched. Probably, I don't. I didn't watch the Captain Spider when it first came out. I watched it. Later, but um, I don't. But I really liked it. But then I uh, well, like I. But then my liking it for the kid kind of fell out for some reason. I didn't really really like him until I'm sure not too many people would share this opinion with with share the same backstory per se or whatever. Um, I, when when we when my family went to New York for like the first time that I can remember. Um, We went to the Spider-Man Broadway show, and and for whatever reason, I really liked that, and that's what made me like the character, because after that, I started watching all the movies and stuff on Spider-Man because of the Broadway show, which is a really weird way to get into Spider-Man, looking back on it.
0: Well, I mean, sometimes it takes a weird way. It's a little off-topic, but I got into the Ninja Turtles in a kind of weird way. Um, One thing that really pushed me into liking the Ninja Turtles was the Legos. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes you never know how you get into a character. Yeah,
1: like, like looking back on it, it's, like, really weird, almost. Like, there's a scene, like, the main climax of it is Green Goblin about to throw a piano on Spider-Man as he's playing it <laughs> it's it's as silly as it sounds but it, it but they do like it's clear they have some like choir spider-man knowledge because i watched um a version of it online that somebody recorded while they were in it It was like really low quality but i we watched it going up to this episode but they even had a sinister six in it and it was really poorly done but they did have it like it's very interesting how many things from the comics they pulled out that i didn't realize back then that's funny uh, they make craven the hunter like in it but they the since craven the hunter is probably spiderman's least kid-friendly character they make him like this plastic like blow-up figure and he's like a lab experiment gone wrong it's, Probably the weirdest thing about the whole show.
0: That nice, is kind of weird.
1: <laughs> so that's what really made me like canon. Oh,
0: so, And since we're off the, on the topic of kind of random things that got us into the Spider-Man, you guys actually reminded me. Another thing I had when I was little that I absolutely loved was this awesome Spider-Man coloring book. And it had, like, all of the different villains in it and stuff, too. So that's how I learned some of the Spider-Man villains, was with the coloring book.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems like Spider-Man's, like, rogue scaly. Like, in my memory, all I can remember was Venom, Carnage, Green Goblin, and the other Goblins, and a couple other villains. But all the, like, from the shows I watched, all the other villains came from, like, weird ways. Either I saw them in toys at, like, stores or something, like. Like, it's like I am finding out about all of these other Spider-Man villains and having no clue who they were.
0: I think it's just, like, Spider-Man is just marketing it so heavily. Like, I think even, if I'm not mistaken, like the MCU-Sony deal with Spider-Man, I think how it works is that, like, Sony still gets the box office money, but Marvel Studios makes their money off of Toy sales and uh, and sucks from the movie.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's something sort of like I think they get some of the. I don't income.
0: like, I, I read this on the articles online, so I don't know how legit mm-hmm. all the details are, but that's what I've heard.
1: I've heard like a hundred different stories about that. Well, who yeah, it? I know. It's...
0: So I, I threw, out, threw out that disclaimer. It was. On the internet, so just you know, take it or leave it.
1: (laughs) We're talking about Spider-Man movies. This is a and Sony that uh, who makes the Spider-Man movies. That's a great transition into what's your favorite Spider-Man movie?
0: Okay, I actually have ranked them all. Um, My favorite movie, my favorite Spider-Man movie, is probably Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh I just love every almost everything that the MCU does. Uh, I'm a big MCU fan. And I think Tom Holland is credible for the role. And in my opinion, Tom Holland is my favorite Spider Man by far, even though I did like Angular Garfield. Uh which unpopular opinion. I thought both amazing Spider Man movies were good, but hmm. Any, Anyway, so number one is Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, my second favorite is Spider-Man 2. Uh, that was one thing that helped me get into Spider-Man. Yeah, I thought that would
1: be your number and, one from your previous one. What? I thought Spider-Man 2 would be your number one, just based on how you are talking about it earlier.
0: Well, I think there are just certain things. I think the fact that it's a little gagging now. I like like it for nostalgia, and it's still a good movie. It holds up for the most part. But uh, the one uh, one thing I do have against Spider-Man 2 is I'm not particularly fond of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, even though that's what I grew up on. Uh, But it's just a good enough story and a cool enough movie that I still like it a lot. Uh, And honestly, I actually haven't seen it in a long time. So, but yeah, Homecoming is first, then Spider-Man 2, then Amazing Spider-Man, and then uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Hmm. and then Spider-Man, just the first Kobe Maguire one, and then to no surprise probably, my least favorite Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man 3.
1: Yeah, Spider-Man 3, like, I know some people who actually consider it your favorite Spider-Man film, but... It's, I haven't really met anybody who's in the middle of Spider-Man 3.
0: Well, I, I may have said this in an earlier podcast. I don't remember. I remember there was an episode where we hammered down on Spider-Man 3. But I saw something... I might go on Facebook or Instagram or something. I don't remember. But there was someone who pointed out that Spider-Man 3 was pretty much a soap opera. I mean, it involved... Uh, some drama with Harry, and he lost his memory, and then he got it back, and tried could kill his friend, and then he turned good, and then Spider-Man goes all emo. And it's like, just the comparison to me, I was like, oh my word, Spider-Man 3 was totally a soap opera.
1: Comics kind of do have that soap opera-esque vibe to them, like, no matter what. even Not not based off quality, but based off storylines, when they're just endless. Like, with a thousand issues of superman and like a gazillion episodes of like any random soap opera they kind of do share some traits but like that's unrelated to what you were saying but just like the soap opera instead like if you look through them have gone together pretty well with comparisons because you both have to do the weird stuff to keep them going
0: well like definitely one thing about soap operas and comics that are similar is they both do some weird stuff sometimes.
1: <laughs> Actually, Spider Man's a great example of that. Like, with sto- like with the.
0: Oh, my word. He has had some of the strangest comic book stories.
1: Yeah. So, um, I have a question for you about your ranking. You put the amazing Spider Man 2 above the original, like, uh, Sam Raimi film. Like, what well, it- was. So what was your, like, reasoning behind that? Because, like, the, the original Amy films is what i loved. Like, I'm not going to talk about my liking just yet. But, like, what made and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 so is considered probably the worst from I've heard. Like, popular opinion. So what made you like that one more than the original? Okay.
0: Yeah. So popular opinion is that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was bad. I actually rather enjoyed it. Granted, I recognize plenty of the problems that people point out. But it, I, there's just this certain list of movies that I have that, for whatever reason, even though I see a million problems with it, there's still something about it that I love it anyways. Uh, Michael Bay's Keenan's Mutant Ninja Turtles was kind of like that. Uh, but, yeah, I actually really enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, the first Spider-Man and Tobey movies are so those movies, that, to me, didn't hold up. Like, I don't dislike it. I still think it's re- a relatively a good movie. It's just, that's about it for me. It's a decent movie. Um, and, you know, again, I wasn't a huge fan of the whole Tobey Maguire thing. Now, I do think uh, William Dafoe was a great Green Goblin. Uh, I thought he he skills the show, some aspects. I thought he was a great Green Goblin. He was... Um, oh, sorry. But, like, for me, in, speaking of Green Goblin, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, like, I guess I liked the story. I liked some of the action, but, like, the villains in it were, I guess, m- the problem I did have with Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, like, I hate the Green Goblin even being in it in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And because I felt like he was in it to serve one purpose, and that was to kill Gwen Stacy. Which,
1: in my opinion, and is I, the best part of the film. <laughs>
0: I didn't necessarily mind that they were book accurate. I just don't think they even needed Green Goblin to do it. Because they weren't following the comics in any other regard. So I don't know why they brought him in just to do that. And, like, another pet peeve I had with the Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man 2 is... It was weird. Like I I call him Green Gollum because he reminded more me more of Gollum from Lord of the Rings than he did uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, and it was just like too weird for me.
1: You're going to find this later on, as I talk about like some of my other favorite Spider-Man things. Harry points probably one of my favorite supporting cast members in comics. Period. And I didn't like the way they handled him at all. Because, like, the whole thing with Harry and Peter Parker, they were supposed to have this long-lasting friendship. But in The Amazing Spider-Man, he just shows up. They, like, talk on, like, a sidewalk for, like, five whole seconds. And then ten seconds later, they just start screaming over Spider-Man's blood. Like, it just felt
0: so weird
1: how they did that.
0: Well, it's like... I I like Harry as a character, too. I actually like Harry... Osborne a lot in some of the cartoons. And James Franco was actually pretty good as Harry Osborn. But like the Amazing Spider-Man Harry Osborn was, I mean, horrible.
1: He was too much. Uh
0: But, you know, like I went back to, even though I can point out a million problems with it, I still liked it for some reason. Um, and like I seem pretty alone with that. Because usually I don't get DVDs. I just assume someone else in my family will like the movie too and get the DVD. And that never really happened with Amazing Spider-Man 2. So I've never actually seen it again since I watched it in theaters. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. And then I don't think I've ever watched Spider-Man 3 again either. But that's for a different reason.
1: <laughs> so, I um... I as well. So are you done talking about your ranking? I'm so Yeah, I
0: I I think we can talk more than enough about my
1: reaction. I have a pretty similar ranking. Homecoming is also my um favorite Spider-Man film. I'm a big fan of Tom Holland and as you know from like our previous episodes and like us c- talking on Twitter before, I'm not the biggest Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. It's probably my well, my Ones I like more. I like the more grounded superhero stories that aren't cosmic universe destroying stories like Homecoming. I thought Michael Keaton was probably my favorite on-screen Spider-Man villain ever as the Vulture.
0: I thought he did an amazing job. He he doing incredible. Uh while we're on the topic of Keaton, I thought he was awesome in Spider-Man Homecoming. But I guess another unpopular opinion I have is that I didn't like him as Batman.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. He's probably my favorite Batman. Well, he plays yeah, a Bruce I... Wayne, in my opinion, in a Batman. Like, he doesn't play a good Batman. He plays a great Bruce Wayne.
0: See, I didn't really like him that much as either. Huh. I think to me, it was just like he didn't sound how I thought the character should sound. He didn't quite act like I thought he should act.
1: Did you watch? But, did you I watch mean, the Nolan like, like films before you watch that?
0: You what now? Did you watch
1: the Nolan films, like the Dark Knight Trilogy, before you watch that.
0: Well, I had, but I don't mean the Nolan Batman sounds right.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like I've heard a lot of people say the same
0: thing. if They watch uh,
1: the Dark Knight Trilogy before Batman nineteen eighty nine. It does seem like a funny thing that happens because nobody likes the way he sounds. But
0: I think that. A lot of times it can be a human trait. Yeah. You can be partial to what you see or have read first. So that's why a lot of times when a movie or a song is remade, a lot of people who heard and know the original like the original better, even though the newer one is probably more up to date.
1: Yeah, but I do find it. That's a different subject altogether, <laughs> really. But um... My second...
0: Yeah, I'm just throwing out all my popular opinions probably. out today.
1: My second one is probably... Well, my second one goes back and forth between um, the Spider-Man, like just Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man, and Spider-Man 2. But, well, but depending on the time of day, really, but it's probably the first Spider-Man film just because I... Uh, over Spider-Man 2, which I don't think too many people would put it over Spider-Man 2. I just thought everything a superhero origin film should be, and all Spider-Man films afterwards kind of tried to follow the formula that it made. And I really, and it's the thing that gave us like the great casting of like James Franco as Harry Osborn, um, and it also set up Spider-Man Two, which I think objectively is a better movie, but in my personal opinion, I'm a bigger fan of Spider-Man the first one and i think we already talked a fair bit about the spider-man one and two so then i move on to amazing spider-man i'm not a big fan of andrew garfield as spider-man personally he's too cool if you know what i mean to play spider-man for me like he just doesn't fit the role like he's a great actor like i really liked him in the social network uh, But, like, I just don't think Spider-Man was meant for him. And when he's given good lines, he does good. But he was just not given the white material for the type of character he was playing, I found. And that's where I struggle most with the movie. See, I
0: I like Starfield's um, Spider-Man. For me, it was almost more of like the villains that like I struggled with. Yeah, with, with the lizard, those
1: was like he, he kind of. I saw this joke online once that compared that when back when Pokemon Go was popular, and somebody compared him to like a to look like one of the Pokemon from Pokemon Go. <laughs> you
0: know, he does kind of look. I have a Pokemon in my head that he does kind of look like,
1: but like, it's more so like that like graphical style, like it was so like. Why on earth would they possibly choose to like make their main villain a lizard man who wanted to like make other people a lizard man like and that looked like that like just seemed, I think they just wanted to be different from the Rainy films in any way
0: possible. Well, I've also I've also seen comparisons to the Amazing Spider Man plot and the uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle. Plot because they're both superheroes in New York fighting a bad guy on top of a tower who is trying to release a toxin that's going to mutate New York.
1: Yeah, I've seen that made before, but I think that's I think that's because, in my opinion, you're both pretty basic movies. Like that's like a very basic yeah. action plot. But the one thing I did like about it, I really like when Stacy in those movies. I like her more than I like Mary
0: Jane in the Raimi films. Now, I, I I I can agree with you on that one. She's
1: probably out of all of the on-screen out of all the movies, my favorite love interest for Spider-Man so far.
0: Right? Well, another thing about Mary Jane is when I was younger, I didn't have so much of a problem with it. But when I got older and I got more into comic books and such. And I found out how Mary Jane was actually supposed to be. Now I kind of have more of a problem with it. Just because the Mary Jane in the movies isn't the Mary Jane in the comics at all. Yeah,
1: time season, I found. That's why I like Spider-Man 1 more than Spider-Man 2. Because I think Spider-Man 1 is more um, loyal to the original.
0: That's the funny thing is, like... The Spider Man one was pretty uh faithful to the comic books, except for the weird thing with the organic webbing.
1: You do you have a problem with organic webbing? I
0: I like it. I don't prefer it unless I mean like there's certain situations that like if it explains well I'm okay with it. But like if he's just like born gifted with like organic webbing in the most convenient spot well, coincidentally, then...
1: I like it where he needs the web shooters to control it, but he got it from the spider bite. That's how I like it. Is I don't like it where he has to make it. I like it where he has to build the web shooters to control it, but he got it from the spider bite. That's how... And I think that's kind of what they did in the Rainy films. And I don't think he had it from birth.
0: Well, yeah, he, he like it. it was, I I thought the organic grabbing was like strange to me, but it wasn't a big enough deal for me to affect my opinion on the movie. So, but
1: then after that, um, well, we're still going through my ranking. I put Spider-Man Three above Amazing Spider-Man Two because they're both they're both struggle from very similar problems, but I find Spider-Man Three is fun to watch. Like when I watch Spider-Man three, I can actually laugh at it. Like when Peter's Park Parker's like going into the cafe and dancing and like acting like a complete loser. It's just funny to me. Like it's so cheesy. Like I enjoy it. But with the Amazing Spider-Man, I just can't watch that movie. Like the pacing and it's not the pacing in both of them are awful. But at least, um, in my opinion, Spider-Man three's makes it enjoyable.
0: Me, the uh, kind of the disappointing thing about Spider-Man 3 for me is when I was younger, you know, I was allowed to watch Spider-Man 2 uh, and a little later allowed to watch Spider-Man. But when I was a kid, my parents didn't let me watch Spider-Man 3 uh, until I, I might have been like 13 by the time they let me watch Spider-Man 3. And um, and so I, I spent my childhood... In, badly wanting to watch Spider-Man 3 and i sometimes watch a PC or a piece there um, when my parents didn't seem to care but and then eventually when we actually did like this marathon where we watched the first two and then watched the third one and I was kind of like oh whatever like if I'd actually watched it when I was nine I might have liked it because it's Spider-Man punching three bad guys but like by the time I got to watch Spider-Man Three, I was kind of like, there was so much anticipation to be let down for that it kind of, you know, was just kind of the.
1: That's a big
0: extra. Oh.
1: That's always a big problem, like in like media, if something's delayed a bunch. Like, let's say, um, like it happened. It's happened with Doomsday Clock in DC Comics right now. When it's delayed by a year, people are like, this is going to be the best thing ever. And it comes out, and it's just average. People get really angry.
0: Right. Well, that happened with me. Except like, with um, Captain America Civil War, i like, not even necessarily because of the advertisers' phone. It was just my own mind hyping it up so much that I was like going into the theater, expecting it fully to be like my favorite movie ever. And I was just hyping it in my mind so much. And even though it was a good movie, I really liked it because it still fell short. I didn't like it as much as I could off I felt. So in that regard, I almost felt like I cheated myself. So now I try to be careful not to overhype anything and to try going to movies with a blank slate, because if you have, sometimes I find that if you have an opinion about a movie before you watch it, sometimes it can be less fun.
1: Yeah, um, I find that for so like um, sometimes if you go in with a negative opinion, you're too stubborn to like it, and other times if it's positive, you if it if it's just okay, it doesn't quite reach that. Like it varies. Um, so I think we're done with the movies. and so now we're on to favorite show. Do you, so do you want to go first? I think we both have the same show in mind, though.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mentioned two when I talked about getting into them. I do like the old classic cartoons that were super cheesy. But I would say my favorite probably is uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah. Mine now, I, ac- is awesome. I actually did like Ultimate Spider-Man. But at the same time, it doesn't compare in my mind to Spectacular Spider-Man.
1: I liked Ultimate. When Ultimate Spider-Man was first airing, the first season or two, I was their target demographic. I forget when that was, but I was like the good age for it. Like I was like who they were aiming at. The humor appealed to me at the time, and I really liked it. It wasn't faithful at all the comics. It really made no sense.
0: I well, I think they were really going for, like, the Ultimate Universe, the Ultimate Marvel Universe Well, they weren't
1: really going for that, either, because, um, I've, like, as you, I've read the Ultimate Universe now, like, the first little bit of it, and it really wasn't much of the Ultimate Universe, either. Like, it was, they just used the name Ultimate, like, it didn't make much sense to me, the way they did it. Like, they didn't even have, um, like, one of the big parts of it, like, uh, Harry Osborn, in it. nope, no Harry Osborn, no. they didn't have, um, they made, it was really an Avengers tie-in series, like, they made, like, they tried to use all the Avengers as they could from the Avengers film, which just, it, it, it works really well, for you. if, like, let's say you're, like, 10 to 11-ish, it works really well, but. Once, like, looking back on it, it's not that good, but, like, I can appreciate who it's targeted
0: for. Well, like, one thing I do like about Ultimate Spider-Man is how uh, deep they got into the Marvel Universe and how, um, I guess, how many different characters. I mean, White Tiger was the main character on it, and just guess that says something about how deep into the Marvel Universe it went. And you know, Doctor Strange would be in an episode here, and then they have uh, some like sea level villains show up, and so I I thought that was about it. it was fun.
1: Yeah. So my favorite show was also Spectacular Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. Like, maybe I've only seen the first season of that. Oh really? I
1: hear I hear the second. I I'm like, it's been a while since I have watched. I'm in the process of rewatching it right now, but like I've but I, from what I remember, last I've heard, like I've heard the second season's better than the first. That's just—it's quite easy to find online, honestly.
0: But um, well, here's the funny thing: is I watched it when I was little. Uh, just when it came on, I watched Saturday morning cartoons, and so I knew that oh, there's a new episode every Saturday morning. And so once they kind of had their season finale thing uh their grand what seemed like their grand finale and then they stopped coming episodes i thought oh it's done because when i was little i didn't know how tv shows worked and how seasons worked and so when the episodes stopped coming i was just like oh i guess it's over and so like it was like when i was a little older that i out, know, oh they were not done with that yeah uh oh sorry so it's just kind of funny just because i was little i didn't really know how it works and so I thought it was over when it wasn't.
1: The funny part is about that is then when the second season ended, nobody thought it was over when it was, because like it got cancelled prematurely. Because of a uh, lights error. And Oh uh,
0: yeah, I feel like I have seen something where like there was some deal or something that Spectacular Spider-Man got shut down not because of reception but because of like legal stuff yeah, with the so dealers
1: people are mad about it like you know like, i kind of know spectacular spider-man this is just coming back to me i got um i got like toys to go with it so and i like the animation style so i started watching i started watching right as it was ending <laughs> so that's kind of neat but um this spectacular spider-man as a whole is a great Jumping point for people who want to know a bit more about Spider-Man's character who's only seen the movies, but are fond the idea have comics? Don't wouldn't you agree with that?
0: I I will wholeheartedly agree with that. It was very much a comic book ish show, like a very like co- if comic book was an adjective, I like would we'll use that there. It was like a very comic book show in my mind.
1: So um. Next up is our.
0: I think we're done
1: talking with David. show. yep. So I'm gonna. Is it okay if I meet us up on our next topic? Like I say, my next. So. Yeah, go for it. So my next one is um my favorite Spider-Man comic that I've read. I'm I'm sure there's plenty. I know there's like plenty great ones I haven't read, but this other one I've read is Spider-Man Blue by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. It is it's like I read a fair bit of Spider-Man comics and it stands above all the rest in my mind like it is by far my favorite Spider-Man story it is um all about it's Peter telling the story of how him and Gwen met and like how they started dating but in a retrospective after she dies and shows how like she so kind of brought the gang together, as we know. We're like Harry, and um, Mary Jane, Flask, Peter, like like she was the like glue that got them all together. It talks about how Harry and Peter became friends in this like thing. It talks about, it has um Peter and Mary Jane meeting. Flass Thompson growing up and not being a bully. Like that's just some of the events that we told in it. This isn't a spoiler because it's common knowledge that so- spider-man fans that this stuff happens right but it's a great book the way they do it and um i think have you read anything by jeff Loeb and tim Sale together like batman long halloween two grand for all seasons or anything like that
0: no not really because they did because they're a
1: great team together uh they they like they did the marvel colors um spider-man blue daredevil yellow hulkway um they're quite famous like have you heard of them
0: yeah, I think I follow uh, one of them, or maybe both of them, on Twitter.
1: Yeah, well, um, they're pretty well known for working together. uh they usually do. Tim Sale usually works in like almost a watercolor-esque like. Like it's, is I'm sorry you've seen his work before.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know Tim Sale. Yeah, and
1: um, Zach. Exactly.
0: I, 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 I think I have his Twitter profile in my head, but keep... actually, <laughs> and Zach well
1: ha switches well. but um. Anyway, I, I, I'm get I'll, I'll go off my bit, and uh, but, um, it's just, it has a bit of, it has a ton of Spider-Man villains, and you don't really have to know much about Spider-Man to like it, it is really, really something, and it's not too expensive either for a Spider-Man book, it's like a pretty small trade, only six issues, but they're 20 page issues, I would so. It's a pretty good book. I'd highly recommend it. So,
0: what, what, I, what was the title of it again?
1: Spider-Man Blue. I Spider-Man Blue. The version I got of it was fifteen dollars U.S. So it's a pretty good thing for a trade.
0: Okay, I'll have to keep that in mind because I wouldn't mind uh, reading some more Spider-Man.
1: And um,
0: it, I'd highly recommend anything
1: except for Captain America White. That that that's just not. Um, but. Uh, I'd highly recommend kind of almost anything by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Like they just work together really well. So, um,
0: so what about you? What's your favorite Spider-Man comic? Okay, well, while we were preparing for this episode and whatnot, I realized that I actually haven't read that many Spider-Man comics. A lot of what I know is from movies, shows online, and my Marvel Encyclopedia. Now I have read a little bit. I've read the original um, The Amazing Spider-Man Issue 1 by Stan Lee I like that. And <laughs> I've read the most on it. recent, I've also read like the most recent Amazing Spider-Man Issue 1 by Nick Spencer and I did not like that one. <laughs> yeah. I thought Nick Oh, so, I, I thought it was really weird.
1: You mentioned that before when we were talking about this episode, and I'm quite curious to what you didn't like about it. Can you explain it? Also, um, I think Steve Ditko also worked on the on Spider-Man too. I think it was him and Stanley.
0: Yeah. The um, next Spencer Spider-Man, I just thought was like for one thing, I thought it was a little weird. Some of the things that went down, and so, two, I thought like what's specific- it was. Like, the whole Mysterio thing, and I thought the pacing of the comic book was kind of confusing. Like, I kept on f- having to flip back and making sure I didn't skip a page. Um, and I guess because, like, it would start off with one plot thread, and then totally ignore that I'd ever started that one, and then go to another one. And then it might finish that one, but then it would start three other plot threads, you know, so it's like, and this is all just the one issue. And I'll, and I...
1: I think that's a classic example of a first issue curse, if you know what I mean, because first issues her to like Spider-Man, where you're, like a uh, main Spider-Man single series is quite hard, it's quite daunting, because like from what I've heard, the rest of the series is superior to that. But... Anyway, because I read. Well, oh sorry.
0: Oh well, I should say. Speaking of Superior, I haven't read, but the first couple issues. But even though it's kind of weird, I always kind of like the concept of Superior Spider-Man. I thought that when I said it actually. But um,
1: I I, plan to read that. uh, I think we both have. I've read a like. I I want to say like ten a bit over 10 story arcs of Spider-Man, but, um, which isn't that many, really, like, including my single issues. But, um, I, I think we both have a list of Spider-Reading issues we'd like to read. Uh,
0: yeah. But
1: I also find that I would the like Spencer's issue. And I think I've had a pretty average for our first issue, really. But, so... Now, I think we've talked about, like, uh, so why do we, you like Spider Man? Like, what why was Spider Man that makes you
0: like him? I think there's lots of things. I think there's a very unique aspect of Spider Man, uh, especially at the time he was created. He's a teen superhero, uh, or at least he was. Um, And just the fact that he's swinging from webs, he shoots out of his wrists swinging off buildings. I mean, he doesn't seem original just because he's so well-known, but if you think about, if you just stop and think about Spider-Man, you realize how, how unique that is. And I think that kind of stuff is just so marketable, and the Marvel is easily able to make Spider-Man seem awesome in the eyes of kids, and then, you never outgrow that. And I feel like that kind of happened with me. And I think there's a great narrative with Spider-Man. And, you know, the whole great power constraint responsibility thing. Uh, I really appreciate how, you know, some superheroes will just get powers and be like, okay, I'm going to be a superhero now. Um, but Spider-Man actually got powers and was like, oh, I'm going to make some money off of this. And then he had to learn the lesson, the hard way of what he actually should be doing with his powers. And so I feel like that just gives, right off the bat, gives the character more of a purpose and more of a drive.
1: spider origin varies every
0: other day, it seems
1: like, with like how, what his motivation is and stuff. Like I, I forget when Great Power and Uncle Ben's, like, in the wrestling thing, all King Capito. Like I could be completely wrong on this, but like I don't think like some of like some of the aspects that we that we consider common came until like the '80s almost. Like John Byrne and uh, even like uh, the whole wrestling trope with Spider him becoming a wrestler. Now I uh, I could be completely wrong about this and. I'm sorry sure if you're listening, you probably know more about Spider-Man than either of us, do, But I think that may have been, like, a Bendis creation,
0: like, right at the beginning of the 2000s, even. You know about, like, the wrestling?
1: Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the wrestling specific.
0: Well, uh, actually, um, as I mentioned earlier, I Greg, like, the original Scanley issue one. so God, like, I read it recently, and I don't think it was in it. And- I don't remember who it was in that or It also might have been an amazing fantasy, but I remember seeing a, um, like a 60s comic panel with him wrestling the, um, I don't know what the I, guy's I, name is. So I think it is like an older comic thing where he went and wrestled the.
1: But I mean like the detail of it, like why he was doing it. Because in the original, it was to help all of pay bills after
0: Uncle Ben died. That's what I was talking about. Well, like, in the Amazing Spider Man, it kind of. It kind of. Okay, in the issue one uh, with Stanley, I don't know if it's so much as wrestling, as he's almost starting to do some, like, circus performing. And he finds that they can't sign his check. Yeah. Because they need his real name. And so then he goes and tries to get a job with a fantastic poor, and they're all like, oh, we don't pay for this. This is just something for, we do. Well, I'm saying
1: we're kind of getting a
0: bit sidetracked here, but what I was talking about earlier was about, like, um,
1: he wasn't doing it for selfish reasons in the beginning. He was doing it for uh, Aunt May in the beginning. It wasn't until, like, Bendis and Byrne came along. That became for his own personal gain.
0: Yeah, I don't I, I feel like Agu seemed, like, he was trying to, like, it might not even, I don't remember if it was for Aunt May or not, but it might have just been to, like, survive, because you need a job, and it's hard to do superhero, and, yeah.
1: His uncle Ben was already dead when that and, like, his death was in the past. So, well, the reason why I like Spider-Man specifically, like, I like Spider-Man when I was growing up, and, like, like young but as soon as I was like in grade two or one, I kind of faded out of liking Spider-Man. And it wasn't until um, Ultimate Spider-Man like started like the musical Spider-Man as I mentioned before I liked it. And it wasn't because of um, him, the way he was there. It's because I found him humorous. Like I found him funny in both of those. Like I didn't know what I liked about him. And then I stopped liking Spider-Man because I thought, oh, wow, I'm too cool for Spider-Man for, like, a few years. <laughs> but uh, now that I like, I like Spider-Man now, it's because I find in the best Spider-Man stories, it's always for the same reason I like the Teen Titans, the story intertwines with his personal life. And that's why Harry Osborn sets such a great character because he has to protect Harry from Norman, his dad, and sometimes he even to fight Harry like I like the way those two worlds are constantly climbing and I think that's why Superman's my favorite superhero for the same, for the same reason because Clark Kent and Peter Parker as real as Spider-Man and Superman I think that's why I like the two heroes
0: well I think there is a point to that like to me I think one thing that makes a difference between a good superhero and a great superhero is their secret identity. You know, I think some of the superheroes that are on surface level are really cool, but don't have much development for their secret identity, are the ones who are kind of missing something. To me, the full characters, like, you know, Spider Man, Superman, or Batman, who their secret identity is like, you know, everyone knows who Spider Man is and everyone knows what his name is, you know. You might not be able to say that about some other superheroes. And okay. so I think a lot of times it's a secret identity that actually makes a character interesting.
1: But Batman doesn't have a secret identity. Like it's even been said before that Bruce Wayne's like not really him. Like they've said that on multiple occasions that that's just like a ploy. And that's why I dislike Batman really because Bruce Wayne isn't a
0: person. Well, me, that's actually one thing I find interesting is that it's almost not so much that Bruce Wayne isn't necessarily the secret identity. It's more so, you know, almost the other way around. You know, whereas Peter Parker is Spider Man, it's almost like Batman covers as Bruce Wayne. Almost like.
1: But then there's even
0: a panel that talks with us, and who weighs. dick grayson
1: like like um that's a that's in the ending of bruce rain murderer where dick grayson is after batman says bruce rain was never real then dick grayson asks, "Then who raised me and like i think there's a lot to be said about that because you can have because you can't have it both ways you can't have um batman not be you can't have bruce rain not be a person batman be the mask and have Dick Grayson and all the other Robins be as kids at the same time. Because that, it does... Except Damien, like, you can kind of exclude, because it makes sense for Damien to be raised by Batman, not Bruce. But all the other Robins, like, it doesn't make... It doesn't make sense that Batman would raise them for Batman's sake. Like, that was a Bruce Wayne move. But, because... Well, I mean... Oh, sorry, what?
0: Well, I think... So it was like the Batman and Bruce Wayne thing. I think one of the interesting thing is the narrative I see in Batman stories is that one of Batman's you know enemies almost seems to be Bruce Wayne. Sometimes it almost seems like Bruce Wayne and Batman are at odds with each other in some ways.
1: Yeah, a great story written by um Tom King. I was Cold Days recently um, he's
0: really dug into that yeah I can get your plug in for Tom King you are talking about <laughs> Spider-Man and you still squeezed it in oh,
1: but, oh, well that did come it came up pretty good I would think yeah
0: I mean I was the one who brought up Batman I'm pretty sure so I mean there's that
1: so I think talking about Tom King who's a comic writer who's your favorite Spider-Man writer in comics
0: um, wait, what's you know, your
1: favorite comic, right? Like? like, you didn't say your favorite comic, I just realized that. Like, do you have a favorite Spider Man comic or not?
0: Favorite Spider Man comic? <laughs> I guess I'll go with the Stan Lee one since that's what I've read. I really have read like almost nothing. Uh, I didn't even realize that until you know this week. It was like, wait, I haven't really read. I've read stuff with Spider-Man in it. Uh, like I've read uh, Civil War. And I liked his story arc in that. And, we'll uh, get... and that, I, I think that.
1: Our favorite story for Spider-Man. Right?
0: So, uh, I guess favorite writer, you could just go with like Stan Lee. Just keep it old school. Favorite... If I... Oh, if I read some more Spider-Man comics and uh, find something I like, I'll let you know, though.
1: <laughs> I'm not a big Michael Benzist fan, but I do like his Spider-Man. But, like, I don't like any of Benzist's other work. Like, I don't like his Daredevil or Superman or some of the other stuff he's done. Like, I'm just not a big Ben He's just not for me. But for whatever reason, his Peter Parker... I haven't read Miles Morales' his Miles work, but... I, have read, I am
0: super interested in Miles Morales.
1: But I have read um, the first little bit of his um Ultimate Spider-Man, the comic book series, and I really enjoyed that. But I also enjoyed Dan Slott's Spider-Man. But I think Bendis just kind of edges it out, just how... um. And this is able to modernize Spider-Man so well in Ultimate, like he's able to make him really fit into the 2000s. Like, were you gonna say something?
0: No, uh, I was actually just to hiccup. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. Um, sorry about that. But I thought like uh, the way he um
0: made him
1: uh, modern. Like, oh yeah, modern. Sorry, yeah, uh, that's the way he modernized him. And like with his use of technology, like he's really what made Spider-Man like the tech-savvy person we view him as today. I thought um, he did some great stories, like um, Spider-Man learning her, with him fighting Kingpin. I like his version of Doc Ock, and like all the uh, not all of the other villains, but a lot of the villains in the Ultimate Universe, I find them all done well. I just like how he's able to reimagine the whole Spider-Man. The Dan Slott is a very, very close second. Like, if I read a couple more Dan slot stories, it may go to Dan Slot. So, now we're on to our favorite Spider-Man story. And I think, just because of how vague it is, I'll say some kind of rules I put on myself. I'm not sure if you had any rules. But for this one, I made it so it could be any story involving Spider-Man. That wasn't like a team. St- that it could include team stories, and it didn't matter what it was from. So, do you have like a Spider-Man story, but it has to be about Spider-Man? It can't be like what sort It can't be like um, a subplot not involving Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yeah. But so, do you have
0: one like a- uh, like across comics, shows, movies, or like just specifically, anything. Like anything. So, movies, shows, comics. Well, like, off the top of uh, my head, I really like his storyline within uh, the MCU uh, with the whole, you know, he's kind of the new guy uh, with our existing Marvel Universe and the kind of the mentorship he has with Tony Stark. Hmm. And then basically, you know, from Civil War to Infinity War. I've liked his story thus far in the MCU. That's just off the top of my head though. I also really like the spectacular Spider-Man uh, story.
1: It's the same. we'll never yeah. see the
0: end as the spectacular Spider-Man.
1: Right? Because like, none of the character arcs were complete for the characters.
0: Yeah, I mean like like, I feel like the villains were almost what made the show. Spider-Man was great in it, sure, but, like, his villains were... Like, growing up, I've always been a villains guy. I've always liked the super villains. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm the same way in a lot of superheroes. So my favorite Spider-Man story, I'm not going to talk about it, because I already did favorite comic, is still Spider-Man movie. it's my favorite Spider Man anything. But this is I couldn't put it here. But if I'm not allowed to include Spider Man for you, it could be the cause I really, really like the story in the current Spider Man video game. I've not done it yet since it just came out today, but I've been playing it. And the story in it I really, really like, but I can't judge it since one, recency bias is playing to affect a lot. And two, I'm not done the story. Like for all I know Edge by Spider Man and um, teaming up with Aunt May and, then, and him giving her Aunt May's power. Uh, May. Oh dang it! Sorry about that.
0: So sorry about that. No, that's fine. <laughs>
1: I'm surprised you went this song.
0: Oh well, let's see. We're going. Well, we're only going like. We're yeah. at fifty-five minutes right now.
1: It's just because we started so late. Yeah. Um, so, um, with that, though, I'd also say um, I really enjoy it. It's just like don't know how it's going to end. But that, no, if I couldn't put Spider-Man Blue, this like say the first five hours of Spider-Man PS4, there that we might uh, wonder up, I guess. So, now we're on how we feel about the character and how he's being used. So, you've already stated how you feel like he's being used in movies and comics, because you're not a big fan of him currently in the comics, but you really like him in the movies. what about TV? Do you think he's being used on
0: TV? or? Okay, well, as far as I know, I think Disney XD just had, like, just released over the summer, like, a new Spider-Man cartoon. I think it was last
1: they had the second season this summer i watched a few oh
0: maybe i i've watched like a episode and i don't know what your opinion is or any of our listeners opinions are on it but me personally from the one episode i watched it seemed like way too cheesy and i don't like being too mean but like to put it bluntly i thought the voice acting was the grossest
1: I thought all the characters were obnoxious. Like, like they, like Peter's too. Like Peter's annoyingly smart. Same with Harry. Like Harry's not meant to be smart.
0: I I don't know if you saw any episodes with Doctor Octopus, but like the like, Doctor Octopus is super weird.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Uh...
0: It's almost like they gig this like kind of teen slash adult child's. Dr. Octopus thing. It was really weird.
1: The one episode that I watched, they had Miles in it, and it seems like Miles, like,
0: exists in the
1: same universe as Peter somehow.
0: I don't know how... I didn't see the episode where they explained that, but, like, it almost seems like Miles is, like, Robin to Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> Which doesn't work.
0: I know. It's... It works Miles is
1: human, and doesn't have a Spider-Man. It's kind of like a Jimmy Olsen to Superman. It works in
0: there, but it doesn't work when he it's has like, well, It's like Miles actually has a few more powers than Peter. It's just Peter has experience on him. But in the show, it doesn't seem that... I mean, you wouldn't think Peter would have all that much more experience. So, yeah, I don't know.
1: That's why I think Miles
0: really, like,
1: in the main universe, where, like, like not the Bendis, Creed, um Miles, but like the other one, I think he works better when he's a uh supporting like a Jimmy Olsen type character. Instead how, of forcing him to have powers.
0: How how do you feel about the upcoming into the Spider Verse? Really,
1: really, really looking forward to it. Probably most anticipated superhero movie of the year of twenty eighteen, even more than Infinity War was.
0: I I do wanna see it. It looks interesting. I'm like almost at the point where like I almost don't know enough about it to be hyped but I do want to see it
1: like I think and
0: I, and I am a Miles Morales fan so I think it's cool that he has a movie I
1: think well, someday like in the future if we're still doing this once we know more about Miles like both of us can say we're not the most familiar with Spider-Man comic
0: stories themselves
1: we'll have to do a Miles episode like this
0: But Yeah. I mean, maybe one day I mean we seem you know a lot about the movies and shows, but it was a little sad when it came around the comic books. <laughs> At least for me. Funny,
1: like for a lot of things I don't know about the T V shows that well for like almost all of the D C universe, but for the Marvel universe that's kinda of what I go up with. Like like with my knowledge for the D C universe is almost exclusively comic. Books.
0: Well, it's like I, I do a lot more DC Comics than Marvel. And that's one reason. But like for a lot of, of what I know of Spider-Man, it's almost like nostalgia. Like Spider-Man's almost like nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I like keep up with the movies and stuff. But like a lot of the stuff I know about him is stuff I've just like found out over the years. So like I, I know a lot about Spider-Man, even though I haven't read a, a lot of it. comics.
1: So how do you feel about like um his current direction overall? do you think like he's being treated well by all forms of media? Like TV, comics, movies, like shows and I guess kind of video games now? Like overall, like one overall rating. Well do you think he's being portrayed faithfully in all like overall right now?
0: I think he's being portrayed pretty well actually I mean uh, I think there were some you know I said I like the amazing Spider-Man movies but I think there's a l- large fan base that did not and so I think Tom Holland's Spider-Man is more liked and so for a fan base I think spider mans doing better than it had been and also with this video game that's received a lot of hype and the Sony Marvel deal kind of brought and Spider-Man. Uh, and now since Spider-Man can also be in like Avengers movies, now there's more movies for him to be in. And I feel like he's, you know, thriving as much as he has, uh, which I feel like Spider-Man's pretty consistently been marketable. And I don't feel like that's changed at all.
1: I think someday Miles will become
0: Spider-Man. Like, uh, like
1: I think, like, the next generation of, like, kids, they'll grow up with Miles and not Peter.
0: I think the dilemma is I think a lot of people and a lot of, like, even, you know, shows and movies and stuff, I think want to bring Miles into the spotlight, but I think they're afraid to step away from Peter because they already know that works, and which is why I think you know uh, why Miles Morales in media is often with Peter Parker, and they don't you don't get a whole lot of standalone Miles Morales stuff because I think they're afraid to showcase him uh, away from Peter Parker. Yes, and I think. I think once that they once they eventually get over that and they're able to make Miles Morales scandal alone as a character, then I think we will kind of maybe,
1: Cause like, I don't think yep. we'll shift
0: away from Peter Parker, but I think Miles Morales can gain some ground if he can step away from Peter Parker a little bit.
1: Because younger audiences, like, yeah, like below the ages of 10 or 8, they all seem to be more fans of Miles than they do Peter. Like from a, like I've seen online or other people saying like, as is how it's been right now. Like not every kid, obviously, but like I think he is the future because he's more modernized. Like Peter isn't that relatable, really, he, like the way he's portrayed now. Although I personally find like I think people who've grown up on him, like me and he, we find him mm-hmm. relatable, but new audiences don't as much as my. But I. Th- think like um about as far as like my opinion on how he's being potato overall i think there's kind of like a spider-man thing for everyone now like there's this great spider-man like uh, even though me and you we don't like the current so i think like it's
0: not really aimed at us no thanks. i uh, think, sometimes i just feel like i'm getting old sometimes <laughs> i think there's also
1: like um i think the movies are uh good, like, for everybody right now. I think, like, a... I think for are more dedicated to Spider-Man. The comics right now are doing a bunch of deep cuts, but also people, some people don't really like the comics, but, like, okay, I've seen all this stuff, but I think really, like, the with like what the Spider-Man PS4 is doing and the direction it's going, it's really meant for, like, those Spider-Man fans who have been a fan of Spider-Man for Ever, but don't we say I think there's I think right now in like for the, the year 2018, there's a Spider-Man for everybody, which I think is really great.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's even been a lot of success with a uh, Spider-Gwen, which mm-hmm. I think was actually kind of a cool concept.
1: Yeah, I do as well. Really so I think I um so. So I'd love to know um, our two from our listeners uh, on this episode. Do you like our discussion videos? I enjoyed doing this more than our typical episode. Did you enjoy doing a discussion video? Like uh,
0: this? I I know I did because I felt like we were a little bit more focused. And even though sometimes we got a little off the trail, but for the most part, we at least catch something to keep us grounded and keep us a little more focused <laughs> it doesn't
1: have to be like if any of our listeners which i'm not sure if we really have that many now, but, like if you, if you have any ideas or the listeners do it doesn't have to be a character like, like um it can be any concept that is prominent in like the comic or like, that kind of culture to, to, for us to talk about and i'm sure we'd like to as long as we both know it kind of
0: yeah and uh if any viewers have to stick around, please, by all means, give us some things you want us to talk about. Give us some ideas. Uh, another thing I would ask is suggest some Spider-Man stories because I I need to read more Spider-Man. So, if any of y'all just have, like, this Spider-Man comic or Spider-Man story that you're like, man, you have to read this, go ahead and let me know uh, at, you can just tweet me like at jtp comics or at the Powcast. either one i'll i'll see it uh but yeah just recommend some spider-man stories yeah
1: uh yeah we're always welcome for recommendations yeah that's actually a great thing because like i'd love some recommendations too because really i like, I write a really lot
0: of Spider-Man stories, but the only one that I really ever liked was Spider-Man Blue, even though... like, I'll take Spider-Man Blue into mine. That'll go onto the list.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to, like, uh, force that on again. Uh, but I think we, we... This is a great-sized episode, actually. Probably our best length. Like, like, this is our smoothest episode. Yeah. So, probably. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we don't have a good outro, so...
0: Oh, and I guess one thing maybe that we should let our listeners know about is that we will probably be uh, changing some things up and like the name and the logo, because lo and behold, we found another comics podcast that was named the same thing. And so we didn't want there to be any sort of confusion or um, we didn't want to step on the toes of that other podcast either, since they were around first. So we're probably going to try and, you know, come up with something new. And so if we see some changes, don't freak out or anything.
1: Yeah, so thank you for listening. I'm uh, Cameron.
0: Yeah, I'm Jamin. Bye. And we need to think
1: of some cool.